Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. My name is John McGee. Thanks so much for joining us today. John Cox, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to be here. Um, okay, so last time we were talking about soccer, talking about your girls. They were, they were playing some big games. Where do we end up uh, on that? So the girls made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament and uh, lost one nothing to Duke. Duke scored with two minutes left in the game to oh. win one nothing. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was the bad news. The good news was the girls got to come home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> because if they had won, they would have continued and not, not been home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wow. Well, again, congrats on you know producing offspring that are so incredibly athletic. All credit to have, the wife. You guys have all done credit really to my well wife. in that regard. Yeah. Really well in that regard. We've got we don't have time for all the other stories. Uh, other breaking news: You're not the same person you were uh, last time we were together. No, you know I'm not. Um, in fact, I had an injury to my hip that was similar to the one that Bo Jackson had. Now that's the only thing that we have in common, <laughs> but it is one thing. Such and a great so um, I had to have uh, I had to have hip surgery. And so um, had hip replacement surgery 17 days ago. And you're walking around great. I I haven't seen you run yet. No, I'm not running yet. But the crazy thing, it's crazy. It only takes, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to do the procedure. And then they have you walking the same day. I cannot, I cannot believe you can get a brand new hip in 45 minutes. Oh, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's exactly like that. That's unreal. I mean, and you know, and in this, this is one of the newer techniques. And so they actually don't have to cut the muscles to get to the hip. And so because of that, it's a much quicker recovery. Um, so, you know, and the hip, like it's like getting your car fixed. I mean, immediately there's no hip pain. Now there's a lot of muscle soreness, um, you know, because they've had to spread those muscles out, but in the hip itself, it, I mean, the pain's gone. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, glad you are walking around and uh, your kids are home from school. They're living your best life. And so uh, if you don't know, John is our executive pastor. And I think really one of the biggest value adds to our organization that he brings is his ability to think strategically. So we did a podcast a little while ago on the value of setting strategic priorities. That's how Watermark has really thought about setting priorities for this last year. We talked about the payoff of this. We're going to talk today about strategy just made simple because as smart as John is, I think Part of his genius is his ability to take really complex things, make them very, very simple and accessible. So, John, I'm really excited. And so I'm just going to kind of turn it to you. I don't have a lot of notes. A lot of times I've got some pretty detailed notes. Don't have a lot because I've heard you talk about this so oftentimes. It's kind of wired into my brain. And uh, and I'm, I could give this talk if you go down halfway through. And it's been incredibly helpful to me. I wanted to share it with uh, those that listen. So let's just talk about strategy. Let's talk about what it is. Let's talk about some of the finer points and then how, uh, how to get started. So uh, yeah. with that. Take it away. Yeah, so I think what I would start to say is people way overcomplicate strategy. I mean, um, they make it a lot more complex than it needs to be. You know, at, at its core, strategy is just really three questions. Question number one, where am I today? Right? Question number two, where do we want to go? And question number three, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, any strategy project can be broken down into those three questions and I think um, the important thing is is that you recognize each of those three and you don't try to skip them. Yeah. That's where people get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So like, if we stop the podcast here or you don't forget to listen uh, beyond this, you can go uh, make a great strategic plan from here. And a lot of times we freeze. Or I found, I remember talking to you, John, probably 20 years ago and uh, wanted, to, wanted to think strategically. And I was like, I, I, I want to do this right. I, you know, I don't want to make it overcomplicated. And I was a little bit frozen and he shared that with you. And I... I felt very empowered. Like I, that I can do. That I can do. A Harvard MBA business plan. I'm not sure I can do. Um, but where am I? 
where do I want to go, and what would it take to get there? That I can do. And um, and so just that little rubric right there is incredibly, incredibly empowering. And um, so thanks for giving that to me 20 years ago. I've, I've seen the fruit of it. Others have. And I think others that listen uh, will as well. So um, John, you, I, I love just to hear you just talk about strategy and you, you've got a lot of other just kind of ancillary thoughts about that. So when I say strategy, you, you've always got a few other phrases that you always give me. So, uh, what else around those, those three questions? Well, you know, just in terms of the strategy work that we've done in the past, I think the biggest temptation is for people to skip the first question, hmm. which is where are we today? Yeah. But here's the problem is, is, you know, most times when I'm working with groups, um, if there is not agreement on where you are today, by definition, you're not going to agree on where you need to go. Yeah. And so the strategy projects that I've seen really go sideways and just be train wrecks are the ones where people didn't spend time to figure out where are we today. Hmm. And so um, that is, that's super important. And what I would say is, is there's a couple of things you can do to help figure that out. And one, you may have heard, it's just called SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. And SWOT is just an acronym for what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are the opportunities, and then what are the threats? And if you spend time brainstorming those with a group of people, um, what will happen is, is some of them you'll agree on right away, but there's others where there will be disagreement. And what's helpful is to really talk about, hey, tell me why you think that's a strength of ours. Mm -hmm. Or why do you think that that is a weakness of ours? And so you really have a conversation to get on the same page. And then, you know, once you've got alignment there, then it's much easier to to take the next step. And so let me give you a good example, right? At Watermark, we might say, if someone were to say, hey, where we are today, one of our weaknesses is we're lousy at evangelism. Okay. And someone else would say, are you out of your mind? Right. I mean, there, there are all kinds of lost people finding their way in the door. Yep. Right. And so that's going to provoke a conversation, which is, okay, how are we really doing at evangelism? And what you often find is, is, you know, when one person thinks about it, they think about it from the church's perspective. So how is our church doing at drawing in people uh, or how are the members doing at inviting people to come? Right. So it's an invitational kind of thing. Um, someone else might be thinking about, are people doing personal evangelism outside the walls of the church in their workplaces, right? So depending on which of those two perspectives, you, you might end up in dramatically different places in terms of thinking about how are we at evangelism, Yeah, that's right? Good. That's so that's, good. that's one. Another point to, to, to take note of is when people think about strategy, what we always say is average leaders think about programs first. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's say you, you did want to raise your game in the evangelism world. Right. An average leader would say, hey, what program can we get that's going to help train our people how to do evangelism? Right. And a great leader would say, hey, our problem isn't necessarily the program. It's the value. And so good leaders focus on values first. And what they they want to have is they want to have everybody in their body laying their head on their pillow at night, thinking about who of my friends are lost and are going to end up separated from God for eternity. Mm-hmm. And if I can help people value the people and understand what's going to happen to them, then if I've got the value in them, it's easy to teach them how to share their faith, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not going to win or lose on the program. 
you're going to win or lose on the value. John, that was really good. I, you know, I tend to think about um, where are we as a binary, you know, right or wrong, and that we need to sway the room to one side. And I really like the way you said it. It, it could be that both people are looking at the elephant, and they're, they're actually both right. They're just talking about the perspective in which they, they bring, which would be a very, very valuable conversation. Because you can imagine trying to solve one of those problems and coming up with a strategy, and the other person says, no, that's not a problem at all. Um, you can just imagine the chaos that would ensue from there. So uh, you've always done a really good job of just kind of helping us do the hard work of getting alignment on on where we are. And then this other one about values. And again, we we tend to think about very, very simple, quick solutions. And if we do some of the hard work about values, we'll see a payoff uh, that will far outstrip any bolting on any little program to, uh, to our ministry. So, okay, number one was, where are you? Uh, number two is, where do you want to go? Any other thoughts on that or pro tips there? Yeah. So here's what I would say is, is at its core, strategy is about choices, right? Y- so y- good. And the hard thing to do is, 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 look, I can design you a 56-point plan to get better at something. In fact, I'm the king of like personal development plans that have 56 points on them. I've seen them. Yes. And what I have learned over time is you can't do 56 things at one time. And so a much better question is, what are the one or two things that are going to move the needle the most? Yeah. And let's double down on those one or two things. So strategy is about choices and it's about figuring out what are the one or two things that we can do that will drive the biggest change or the biggest improvement. And so what we're trying to do is this lockdown on those. Yeah. So I've got your little two by two matrix like burned in my brain. I can't look at any uh, opportunity without it. Do you want to explain uh, that little matrix that you yeah. talk about? So one of the one of the things that we do to help figure out what those top priorities are is it's, it's a two by two matrix, which is just a strategy diagram. And on one dimension, the vertical dimension is the impact, the potential impact. So if you implement this you know, initiative, what kind of impact is it going to have? And at the bottom of that is low and at the top of it is high. And then across the horizontal dimension is, is, you know, what's the degree of difficulty to actually implement it? Mm -hmm. And it can be difficult because it's going to take time. It can be difficult because it's going to cost money. It can be difficult because you're going to have to change values, right? But, But if you can find the things that are high impact and low difficulty to implement, that's your proverbial low hanging fruit. Yeah. And what that will help you to do is get momentum. And momentum is your friend when you're trying to implement a strategy because you have got progress and people are seeing that it's working. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that matrix, friends, if you'll write that out just so you can visualize it um, and begin to run some of the uh, your decisions through that grid, uh, it will save you and everyone that you are working with so much time, energy. Um, I, have, I don't know. I've got this theory that um, nonprofits tend to gravitate toward the, the, the quadrant that's the most difficult and has the least uh, amount of results. Uh, and it generally is tied to the passion of the leader. The leader says, I'm really passionate about this thing. And, you know, I've got energy for days about that. And someone objectively, if you do this with a team, you can step back and go, okay, that, that would be great. You would have a lot of fun. But in terms of us really trying to move the needle, it's one of these things that sits in one of these other quadrants. And we need to, we probably need to focus on that. Um, and so I think the value it, bringing team in is you can think objectively through that little matrix. And I I need a name for it. There's probably a book about it. Nonprofit leaders, pastors, you know, people doing great things in the city, they tend to gravitate towards the wrong quadrant. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to say about that is, listen, when you're trying to decide if something is high impact or if it's, you know, high difficulty to implement, not everybody's going to agree on that too. And again, that's part of the value is you're creating intentional conversations 
so that everybody can get on the page, same page. And you're capturing um, some of the best thoughts. Yeah. Right. So you're, it's really like, it's almost like, you know, they're battle tested. Uh huh. Yeah. At that point, you've decided you've stacked hands, you've fought it out. And um, most people in the room will agree on those. And they'll, that means then they'll be able to give energy uh, towards that. So, okay, that's where are you? Where do you want to go? And the third step is how are you going to get there? Any other thoughts on that one? Yeah, there's a couple of thoughts about that. One is, is you've got to take into account what's your time horizon? Yeah. Because uh, in strategy, right, that's one of the first questions is how far and how fast? And so it's that fast dimension, you know, is it a, a one-year plan? Is it a six-month plan? Is it a, you know, three-year plan? What I would tell you is if you're looking out beyond three years, it is very difficult to see the future. And so strategy is better if, if you're pulling it in a little bit closer, Yeah. but you've got to have enough time to work out the kinks, to make progress, to get things done. And so uh, when we do strategy here at Watermark, we'll typically tend to think in that one or two year Mm -hmm. time horizon. Now, you know, we're set on the direction we're going. So now it's just a question of of how we're going to get there on the direction. And another question that we will use here is, is we'll just ask ourselves, one is what should we keep doing, right? Is what are we doing that's glorifying to God? What are we doing that is allowing God to make, you know, produce growth? Um, What is making a difference? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if we can identify those things, we want to keep doing them. The second question is, is, is there anything we need to do to stop doing? And so, you know, sometimes, um, you know, when you think about discipleship, discipleship is putting on stuff and it is taking off stuff mm-hmm. and it's that mm-hmm. taking off. So if you're going to go forward, sometimes you've got to stop doing things, which will create the time and energy and money and resources to focus on something that you really think is going to be important. So, you know, what am I going to keep doing? What am I going to stop doing? And then the third one is, is what one thing that I am not doing now that if I started to do, right, would make the biggest difference. And so that is start doing. And so, you know, if you can think about that framework, what am I going to keep doing? What am I going to stop doing? What am I going to start doing? That is incredibly useful when you think about strategy. Yeah, that's right. And about, you know, where you're going to go and how you're going to get there. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a leader, a good leader will really bring the team along with him so that everybody's thinking about those all the time. And so, you know, over at lunch, you got a long lunch, guys, let's run the keep, start, stop. How, you know, what, what comes to mind uh, around those three quadrants so that everyone is, is thinking about the strategy and, and how we kind of go forward. And I, I think it's really good advice, John, about shortening the kind of the time horizon around strategy. You can have a vision. A vision can be five, 10, 15, 30 years, and that's great. We think this envisioned future, but the strategy to get there probably will evolve over time. And so if you can just kind of keep it in these shorter uh, increments, enough enough time that you can get some traction, which I think is really, really wise. But a 30-year plan, 30-year detail plan, maybe better said, there's pretty much zero chance uh, yeah, that, yeah. that You that just don't begin. know what's going to happen yeah. in the future. Yeah. There's just too many variables um, there. There's one more thing. Uh, and, and the final thing in strategy is you've got to track progress. Yeah. Okay. So once you've identified, you know, where you're going and how you're going to get there, you then have to implement. And what I would say is, is it's easy to come up with a strategy. It's harder to implement it. Okay. And so the implementation is where you really make an impact. And um, one of the things that's been really helpful for us is, is, you know, whether it's every three months or every six months is just to take a time out and see, you know, how are we doing? Are we making the progress? And what we'll do is, is we'll just say, 
you know, on each initiative, okay, how are we doing? Is it a red light, a yellow light, or a green light? And so a red light is we're not making any progress. A yellow light is, you know, it's kind of fits and starts. And a green light is, is we're doing really well in, ma- in making, implementing this change. And so if you can identify whether it's red, yellow, or green, that's a great uh, language that then opens up a conversation mm-hmm. on, okay, if, it is, if it's green, we don't have to you know, pay attention. Let's mm-hmm. just keep going. Mm-hmm. But if it is yellow or red, right, we've got to get it unstuck. And so that's a helpful conversation if you're with a team, you know, because someone might think it's green and someone else might think it's yellow. And, and so, again, a very helpful conversation. But that is a very quick way to identify where do we need to focus our time and attention in terms of implementation. Yeah, yeah. I've got energy for days around uh, vision and around strategy. But that whole inspection piece, I just you know, uh, the color kind of drains out of my face. And so that's the value of doing that in team. You know, Eric Hasfurther, who was on our, uh, on the podcast, we talked about visionaries and integrators. Uh, that's what he does with, on our team, pulls out our little strategic plan and priorities for the year and just says, great, we put them down on paper. How are we doing? And that is a big part of strategy. It's not just going away uh, on an offsite and put together some really clever words and some, um, you know, some really exciting ideas. You actually have to execute them. And the way you execute them is you continue, continue to evaluate how you're doing. That's the hard work of leadership, which is a step, honestly, many people take. And so really, really good. Well, friends, uh, John, I'm going to give you last word here. But uh, many of you, um, this is one of the last podcasts we'll um, release for the year because many of you are going to begin to think about strategy the beginning of the year. And I want to make it really, really accessible. I want you to go into those times feeling like I've, I've got this. I know, I know uh, how to do this. We're going to have a discussion around where are we? We're going to have a discussion around where do we want to go? And we're going to have a discussion around how are we going to get there? That might be more than uh, one meeting, but at least you now have a framework. You've got some best practices uh, from John. And so lean in. Lean in. Don't just do stuff. Don't just have a good year. Have a strategy for your year. Have a strategy for the thing that is that God has, has given you to steward. Like make the most of the, the stewardship opportunity that you've been given and, and think well about it and then, and then evaluate. Okay, John, last words, last thoughts. Uh, what's in your head? Yeah, the last thing I would say is, is you know, I think a, a part of strategy that does not get talked about a lot is, you know, people that are good at strategy are good observers. So they are trying to figure out what is God blessing and let's double down on that, right? And what is he not blessing and let's cut back on that. And so if you can figure out where God is at work, then you want to double down. And I think partly that's observation. Partly that's also asking good questions. So it's involving others. It's what are they seeing? What are they learning, right? And so it's not just your own observation. It's the observation of the trusted leaders around you. Mm-hmm. But that is very helpful because we know that it's if God's not in it, then it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And so we want to figure out where it's got at work, and then we want to double down there. So good. It's such a great way to end. Uh, so much of leadership, so much of strategy is pattern recognition. It's a great way uh, to end. John, thank you so much for sharing those thoughts. Um, they've been incredibly helpful to me uh, these last 20 years. I'm excited for others to get to uh, hear from you. And uh, friends, lean in. Uh, many of you will start the year and you'll start thinking about this. Uh, lean in. God's given you some opportunity to steward. Think well. Uh, look for patterns. Ask the hard questions. Involve others. And put together a big, bold, audacious uh, strategy, plan, and vision. And uh, let us know how it goes. As always, if we can help you, if you have any questions, if you have any ideas for future episodes, we can be reached at clp at watermark.org. That's clp at watermark.org. We'll talk to you again next time. 